Welcome to Magic Minds. I'm Matt Bork. Today's guest is Derek Cummins. Thanks a lot for joining us, Derek. Right, thank you very much. Okay, I like, I like to do a little bio on me guests. So I have here, what I'm going to describe you, Arthur Daly, poet, and a magpie. How does that sound? Am I, have I described yeah. well? Well, I think you'd be close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Not everything, but it's close enough. Well, I've got yeah, a sad then. poet in there. We're two sad poets. <laughs> but, but Arthur Daly, and we're a salesman. You are an absolute amazing poet, and you are a magpie, definitely. Definitely a magpie. Well, I, I will take that in fairness. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Brilliant, that. brilliant. Okay, look, I want to hear your story. I think it's a fascinating story, and I think my audience will absolutely love it. So let's get cracking. So I've got a question for you. Tell us how it all began. Yeah, I, I suppose um, it was the first thing how the dog for me, um, and maybe go back thirty years ago now at this stage again. But I, I started working in 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 Dunn's, Dunn's in Kilnamana, uh, and that's where I met my wife. The, the whole lot, you know. Um, I would have been um, when I met my, my wife. The whole lot, I would have been fairly young now. I would have only been uh, eighteen when I met. Tracy the whole lot and uh, we went a bit too quickly with everything else and we had a child the whole lot you know so my, my, my life changed fairly quickly the whole lot and uh, I was uh, obviously I had a full job because in, 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 in Dunn's um, but I knew that there was no future on the back of that because it wasn't getting and I realised between myself uh, Tracy and myself we decided that you know what if we actually are going to have to have a, a better chance of life from, for ourselves and our son uh, we decided um, I'd get out and find a better job. So it was very lucky on the back of that that uh, I actually uh, I, I went out and found a job at Cousin de France. Uh, and Cousin de France for me, uh, was, uh, for me was a very simple, simple job for me. Uh, I came in as being a wearman, an operations guy, just working on sweeping the floor, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I just needed that I knew to get away from 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 those and have a chance to get in. I was very lucky that uh, the operations manager maybe I shouldn't be saying his name now, but uh, but he would have been my my he would be he basically took a shine from me and he seen something on me. He said, you know, he says maybe there's something we can do. He had always called me. He said it was a a, a, a rough diamond the whole lot. And he said maybe there's something you can go on that. So in fairness, from from my point of view, I was hungry. Uh, to, to get on and I just wanted a chance to build a life on the back of that um, and uh, I uh, as I said started sweeping the floor but on the back of that I, I got a, a, a position within uh, the, the transport uh, and uh, and that's where everything started for me on the back of that uh, and within a year after that I actually became the, the manager transport there on the back of, and actually what was really interesting on the back of that I actually didn't even have a, a full driving license at that stage again but that was a great thing but you have to also expect that if you go back 20 odd years ago there now Cousin de France was only building their business on the back of that. They were just looking people to build on the back of that. But anyway, in fairness, he did tell me it was under pressure there. Now you better get it, your full license. Oh, yeah. They had to be done. So you moved so the, up the ranks pretty quickly yeah. in Cousin de France, yeah? Yeah, I certainly did, yeah. Um, obviously into there, into logistics. Um, and um, and I, I moved right up the line onto, onto the back of that. And I have to say, it was absolutely fantastic, you know. Um, I loved it bang on um, and uh, as I said it would have been the, the operations director at that stage and uh, that would have been 08 so I thought everything was flying the whole lot and then for me um, I had a, 
a big bang on the back of that and that was uh nine years ago now it would have been oh eight um and i, I actually believe it or not i had a, a bypass and oh. um, now luckily for me if you're going to collapse uh, you're better off doing in a hospital and luckily for me it was actually on a running machine in vincent's hospital uh, and i was I basically they, they were wow. basically doing a bit of work there and uh, i actually i fell or collapsed on the running machine the whole lot so uh, <laughs> the back of everyone the back of that between uh obviously doctors nurses the whole the big big red lights were flashing out yeah, on the back yeah, of that yeah. and in fairness i was lucky again as i said in vincent's hospital is a great place if you're going yeah. to do it and you say uh, magpies aren't lucky <laughs> <laughs> very, very very lucky yeah very lucky but anyway between defibs and doctors and the whole lot obviously well obviously i did survive because i'm still here anyway you know and i had and i thought that was my big bang uh, and within new lines and pipes and electrics and bits and bobs and medication, the whole lot, within three months, I was back into Cuisine de France. And on the back of that, I got the opportunity to say, maybe it's time to rechange and do something else. Uh, and I asked for a position to look on after sales. And that's where I ended up with Cuisine de France coming the sales director nice booklet, the back nice of booklet. that. Yeah, and that's my... That's your, that's your mug you haven't that changed that at all <laughs> just, 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 just the beard that's just all. the beard yeah. the beard is cheaper you know come here talk to me about when you had it. tell me when you had the stroke yeah I, I suppose um, I suppose from my point of view obviously we haven't had the bypassing the whole lot um, I, I did a lot of running just keep myself fit as, as well as I, and that was important so I would run every morning but the, the morning that it happened um, I would get up it was easier for me to go running early in the morning because I wouldn't know what time it would be finished from a work point of view so I'd run at 6.30 in the morning came down the stairs um, had all my gear put together you know drink of water the whole lot you know and I was trying to go out and do my run um, I actually for some reason I couldn't use the key I couldn't actually get okay. out the door um, and, and the key was and as it come it was a bit weird, so like I couldn't actually get out the door. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, on the back of that, I came back into it. For some reason, I thought a coffee might help the situation. Uh, and I put the, the cup down. Um, and between the water and the milk and the whole lot to make a coffee, I actually destroyed the whole place. I actually couldn't even make a coffee the whole lot. It was then that I knew there's a problem. I went up to the wife. Uh, and uh, Tracy, obviously, she was in bed at that stage. And... She, she said, do you have to run every morning? Uh, and I said, Tracy, I think there's a bit of a problem. And I felt, I don't know how she knew at that stage, mm-hmm. but she knew it was a stroke. don't know how she knew, but she but knew. She did. And I suppose one of the, 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 the hardest things for me in the back of that was that as soon as I'd got my wife, uh, I basically just basically switched myself off and back out and gave her all. She, she would look after the, the, the problem. She and took the reins the, the, the whole lot, yeah. And I know they say fast uh, and fast is so important you know and i was very lucky on the back of that that she knew that it was a, it was a stroke so yeah absolutely yeah. wow that's uh, so you had the bypass you had a stroke what year was the stroke in uh that was in uh june uh i'm sorry made numbers is 13 oh, 2013 13. yeah okay so yeah. you had your stroke and then you spent some time in talent murray yeah, that's right. Yeah, I I ended up in in, in Tala Hospital. I actually think at that stage I thought my speech was fine, 
Um, you know, I thought I was grand a whole lot. I suppose in fairness at the start, I wasn't aware of anything originally. At the very start, I was um, switched off, if you like. Okay, so you were um, unaware, you had no insights, your difficulties at this stage. Yeah, I, I just, uh, listen, at that stage, I suppose, which the, the drama of the start, you're not aware of anything. Okay. But, but I think, uh, maybe it's okay with you, one of the things I'll say to you is that after two weeks after having had the stroke, at this right. age I knew I had a bit of a problem, obviously, okay. uh, with speech. So you had a speech, from, for our listeners, uh, and I know your story, you, ha- you were diagnosed with aphasia. So you've had your brain injury, you were diagnosed with aphasia. Aphasia is a, is a speech problem, not only expressive language, but comprehension as well. Understanding, yeah. vis- visual, words expression am i right in saying that yeah that that that's right and the thing about aphasia is um that, that a lot of people will think that you have uh I, I am i have a brain injury mm. but people think that maybe i could be seen as being a bit stupid a bit slow and the whole lot and the thing about okay. aphasia is it does have the impact of trying to get maybe your words or communicate um, and maybe maybe one of the things maybe on the back of that um I know when I, I, I after said two weeks after having uh, in Tala Hospital, I was in the shower, the yeah. whole lot, and I decided I'd have a shower myself. Yeah. And one of the things that really me on the back of that was um, when I put all the bits together to have a shower, I realised that I actually couldn't remember all the bits that you would have a shower. Okay. So, so not the, o- yeah, not only the brain injury had an effect on your your comprehension, your speech, uh, then the the memory problems, the information processing, the the yeah. simplest of tasks oh, that's common with it yeah it's simple as that so you have to relearn yourself again okay, um, and i think w- one of the things was in fairness um that, that people don't realize is that that even having a shampoo had become like a, t- a terrible mystery on the back of that because what are all these bits where does this go you know yeah. so one of the things even with the, the, the shampoo uh, i decided maybe if i taste it and we let me know oh, and that's Jesus. not no, that's probably not. No. But, 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 but anyway, um, that 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 took me probably a good hour to have that shower. But I wanted to do it on my own, um, and uh, I was absolutely shattered after the back of that. And that's probably one of the first steps to say, okay, was, I had a problem. Tala. That was in Tala Hospital at that stage. So yeah. it really sank in. Did you hear? I'm, I'm in deep water here. It, it, big time. Yeah, I big was, time. Yeah. So look, I. Again, and I'm amazed by for somebody having a comprehension with language and speech problems that you've delivered so many beautiful poems and stories. And I know you've got a story called Strangers with Us. Is it possible you share that with me? Yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, this, I suppose, I, Strangers and Jacks, it's called. Maybe it's just easier to read it, read it through. And Absolutely. Is that okay? Yeah. Brilliant. So that's what I mean. Just so amazed about this for somebody that had such a difficulty with words expressive and comprehension that you can articulate something like this and that's the yeah i, I suppose the thing is it was f- four and a half years ago that i had the, the, the bypass yeah <laughs> i was saying bypass sorry when i had the the, the stroke right. was four and a half years ago and oh. at that stage i wouldn't have had this communication yeah now, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I, I couldn't it was yes no answers at that stage yeah, uh, and had to rebuild um, so that piece this piece jacks uh, I, I, I wrote this uh, it would only be a year ago now anyway here it is go for it <clears throat> sometimes you wonder 
why are you caught up in the middle of a small mad circle and you don't really know which is the bottom top or, or left or right one thing is sure you can't ever restart and if you thought you could where would you begin anyway in the beginning it did not make any difference you had started your new journey with with all the all the people you could sometimes help on every little step as you go around this merry-go-round so you don't have to think too much someone else would let you know what you actually needed to, to do eat wash drink shit sleep take your medications not not needing not needing about it swallow it down stand up sit down move your arms wriggle your toes slide down switch off relax please touch his face hold him mind him and at some stage later on the the dull the dull light was moving your emotions were going away from the dark and this was not wonderful or amazing but it was a new dawn he was now flickering in and out of the dark was this the other was this the and you would have to say this word anesthetic and, and that's just a word i can't get out medication it's probably easier yeah, for me yeah. <clears throat> and that's my work <laughs> But as I was slowly going forwards, spluttering, unsure, confused, not now, not now he was seeing the half-light. Simple things became a reality. He can sit up. He can move to the chair. He can look out and see the world. A window pane of pain. He needed to, but he could not remember what it was called. He it has no name yet, but he, uh, but he, but he does know what it looks like. Someone, a stranger, touched his hand. Where are you going? She asks softly. He points. There's no point saying it loud. He can't say the right words. He is confused, and he is trying. True, tr- tr- truly trying so hard to begin again. She touches again his arm. Take it easy now, she says. You would love, uh, he would love to have say feck off, stranger, but he can't. And he he also has something to do. He has a need. What do you need? What do you want? Asks the young stranger. She moves towards to reach the jug. He doesn't know what this is called either. Not then. But he does not need that now. No, he says. Piss. She looks into his bewildered eyes. And she smiles. And warm the smile. And and the smile is warm. She can see the, the connect. Her hand is touching to him. This is fantastic, she says. You are moving toward the light. This is a big step, she says. 
and he looks at her and he and he knows she is still a stranger but somehow he also knows he is safe he looks at her for the first time properly he smiles and he spe- speaks again and says Jax wow that's a beautiful story all about just wanting to go to Jax the simplest of tasks yeah I think that the different thing on the back of that was at the start was actually just becoming aware of what's around you when you're in the hospital the whole lot and all these bits and the whole lot and you just want to go to the toilet yeah it's like a jungle simple like, yeah and uh, how do you go there and you can't communicate because you can't actually get your words out of what you want wow that was um, extremely frustrating but, but I think one of the key things on the back of that I think in fairness was the nurse and it's a pity it didn't have her name but she was so warm and she smiled and the whole lot and you could feel safe on the back of that so that yes human, that human connection yeah I think it's so important and yeah, you don't realise yeah, you know yeah, um, absolutely yeah breaks down a lot of barriers that's a beautiful thanks for sharing that tell us what it was like to start all over again I know you touched on it with me when we were chatting about the baby steps the baby steps yeah uh, I suppose in, in fairness as I said when I was finished with Tala Hospital because uh, I was physically okay from you know um, so I looked okay physically so luckily I didn't have some of the issues that some stroke people would have and okay. um, so the main issue that I had was communication so the um, purely the communication, communication the expressive language the, f- the comprehension the aphasia for for, for people that don't understand that yeah I, I suppose that the, 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 key, the easiest thing on the back of that is to say that um, I was actually sent to the NRH in Dunleary um, okay. and if I be honest I didn't particularly want to go there because uh, it is a very old place it was dark it was mm-hmm. miserable I didn't want to go but my wife and the family pushed me and said no you, you need to go um, and I think once I got beyond that uh, and the support that was there within the people within the NRH uh, for me, the, one of the main people on the back of that would have been the speech therapist, would have been the main person on the back of that. Wow. Um, and I think for me, it was relearning um, how to re-talk again, how to speech again. Uh, and I basically started very simply like a child. My yeah. ABCs, that's where I started. A, B, C, D, E. Uh, I tried to relearn and rebuild how to talk and communicate wow. and write. Um, pictures helped um, and I'd say the speech therapist was a huge huge part of it for me yeah they do an amazing job I know you wrote a beautiful poem around there called The World of My Mind The World of My Mind yeah Could yeah. you share that with me yeah I, I, I certainly will um, I suppose if it's okay with you just point you saying that on the back of that um, when I was given the, the, the that, that when I wrote that poem that would have been uh, actually in fairness it would have been less than a year after having so from not learning how to talk and have to relearn again the whole lot uh, a very good friend of mine gave me a book uh, there was no pages on it and he basically told me uh, Eric said find your words you know uh, and that would have been and they were and that's part of your the baby steps is it yeah exactly so he gave me right. a book with no pages um, and at that stage, I, 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 I certainly couldn't write at all. Uh, I couldn't even put a text to anybody at all. Right. Um, and this fella gave you a book for writing. Yeah, but he was, uh, and if I be honest, can I say bad words? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Because I have to say, I remember when he gave me that book with no pages, I said, 
Jesus, thanks very much. That's a great present. Uh, because I can't fucking write anymore, you know. So what do you want me to do to do with this? I won't use that. I actually thought I was going to throw it in the bin. That would have been uh, in, in June. I would have had, had the stroke. In October, he gave me the book with all the pages. And I remember through that in the corner as well. I'm never going to use that anyway. So it would have been after um, April. Uh, and that would be 206. See, that's the numbers always catch me. Apologies. Uh, 16. Or I'm going to do it. 2014. Okay. That was. So I'm just going to share with, with our listeners there. You had a difficulty saying 2014. So you had to write it on a page 2014. So you could see it and say see it. it. You had difficulty finding that even to this day in your brain. Even still now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we can see just now sitting with you the difficulty and you had to write that down 2014. Yeah, and just uh, and actually for me, I suppose one of the issues that I have is, and I know exactly what I'm trying to say. So it's in there. Oh, it's there. Get it just, out there. I just I can't get it out, so I need to again pen and pen hand and write it down. Wow. Uh, the whole numbers is one that catches me big time. I have to say, if I if I can't see the numbers, I'm I'm lost. Oh, yeah, yeah so but if I can see it physically, I've got a chance to to, and I can communicate and get out what I'm saying. But, uh, there's there's certain things uh, that's part of the problem that uh, has impacted me. So but I brought you a blank, give you a blank book. It says the fourteen. He says you'll give it a go. Yeah, no, we we'll certainly give it a go. So th- this poem, this would be the the second poem that I did. The first one is absolutely terrible. Maybe the second one was a little bit better. <laughs> and this is called the world of my mind. The world of my mind. I never knew I needed words until I lost them. And now I miss them so much. They make sense of my whole world. The ifs, eyes, its, the, us, we, so, me, you, are, am, of, be. There are the joints of letters, words, sentences, chapters, and books. I will find you again, I promise. And I think when I wrote that 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 poem, I was I'm actually very much proud of that particular one. I think it's a lovely piece. Yeah, I've read it before a few times. I love it. Yeah, uh, but for me it was okay. Well, if I can do that, maybe I can move on to the next step on the back of that. Did it give you confidence? Yeah, big part in back of that. I think again with the support that was given with the NRH and the Leary and, and Robin in particular and, and that pushed me forward on the back of that. I was also very lucky on the back of that that I got a, a, a place within the headway uh, and they had a group there called the Harbour Group uh, and that's where I kind of felt that I was actually now getting that. That, that support was so important. Did you, but did you have any love or passion for poetry before your injury, before, was there a... Oh God, yeah. Uh, hidden poem and I still have them I oh, have stuff you? that I did yeah 25 30 years wow. stuff that I've written that's that what we didn't know so that's this that again must have been a huge impact on you losing your speech your love for poems you thought maybe one day I'm not going to be able to write again yeah I, I think that was probably one of the, the, the scariest thing on the back of it because I, was, I always had a love from 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 words were so important key part of my whole life and I I, I, I wrote for the last 25, 30 years, poems, and they were all mine, but I didn't have to share them to anybody because yeah. they were mine. Yeah. And now I'm probably a little bit more confident enough, even as regards, even it's funny when you think about it, I'm talking about stuff, 30 years ago I wrote poems, but I didn't tell anybody, because that's stupid, because it's poetry, like, you know, a bit sick, or it's not sick, sorry, not wrong word, apologies, 
the, the words it's like it's, there's something about you're a poetry you're writing poems it's cringy it's like, yeah so people go yeah mm. so yeah. I would never share and as a man yeah man bashing but for, for that is the great thing about having had had a haven't had had the stroke in the whole lot. Now I really don't care that much. You know, I wrote rats. poems, yeah. And I've nothing wrong with that. And I think it's important. And poem, words are, are so important. Um, and you don't realise. And I think the key thing, and even though the, the world of my mind, the fact that I lost all my words. Right. I lost everything. Uh, and that's why maybe that makes them so, so more precious now from the ones that I did 25 and 30 years ago. We take what I have for now. granted, don't we? Yeah, I think so. We really, really, we really do. T- t- tell me what it was like living with a, with a brain injury. Brain injuries, yeah. No, I certainly will. Yeah. I'm just going to have that. Look, I'm just going to share with the listeners yeah. as well. You're not batting all these questions off. You've got papers, highlights. You've planned particularly for this conversation. So again, that in itself is hugely impressive, but people don't know this. Look, I'm sitting in front of you here with one, two, three, four, five, six pages, seven pages in the book and all this stuff around you. So this doesn't come natural to you. Like this is work. This is this is the grind that you have to go through. And in that in itself, I find hugely impressive. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that the barriers are there for me before I even leave the house. Yeah. I have to practice beforehand of what I'm going to do. Um, and we've met a couple of times we've discussed things and like people don't even see the challenges like I've asked you there now what's it like limber brain injury and I just want people to appreciate just in front of me the work you put in just to give me a time like it's fascinating <laughs> thank you Matt. It, it is appreciated uh, I suppose the, the barriers that are there what, I think sometimes people just look at me like I'm a bit stupid and I hate that because I'm not stupid but I might have a little bit of a a problem, an issue. If that's a phase, well, then that's what it is. And actually, in fairness, on the back of that, whoever decided to call the word aphasia, they were really taking a piss out of people. <laughs> because because if you have a word, if you think about it very simply, yeah. right, the word aphasia is A-P-H-A-S-I-R, yeah. right? So there's not even an F, it's a P-H. If they had A-F, A-F that would have been a chance. Who's the genius aphasia. that up with that? I think that somebody was taking... This summer, big time, and they were saying, "Let's call it aphasia, and let's make a hard one. You just call the simple like cat, cat. At least we can say that. That's easy. But no, we don't. They say let's call it aphasia, and we put a ph in the yeah, middle yeah, of the yeah, whole yeah. lot. You know. So already, even before, and it's actually in fact, it's only well, certainly after the last couple of years, I can actually say the word aphasia. But at the start, I would yeah. be like, gone. Oh, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't even look like it. And I suppose the English word doesn't. I'm in this in this trade, but I'm in this kind of area, and I do have difficulty. Is it phase? Is it di- you know? It's I. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's a, it's a, it's super, a, it's a word. super word. Yeah, yeah and it should change. Word. So that's down we'll to you. We start a petition. We start a petition. Get rid of the phase. You can control it. So what? What was the? What was it like living with a brain? As you know, the barriers. What else? Yeah, I, I think the other things is I'll, I'll give you the simple things. Uh, for me, numbers, as I was saying to you there, is is a, is a problem for me. Actually, trying to say say numbers, uh, simple things like a, a, a menu. I landed in for a menu, and people say, "Well, what would you like?" But if I actually can't actually see it, then I can't actually say what I want to say. Wow. My steak, I like it med, <laughs> med, wed, med. See, here I go. Well, med, med, med. I'm saying a word. I'm like, med well. That's not right. Well done. Wed. 
Yeah, see, there you go. So that's so I'm actually better off just point. So if you're in the middle of a restaurant, does that embarrass you? Do, do you get? Yeah, some sometimes it depends on on different areas. Um, so you think you're drunk? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, John, I'll give you even a, a simper on the back of that. Um, I remember myself and my wife were going having having a having a, a beer with family, you know, the whole lot, you know. And she was saying to me, she was saying generally I'm the man because I'm that an older person but I get the beer the whole but anyway uh, Tracy said yeah she wanted a bottle of Heineken Heineken now saying a grand Heineken grand yeah, yeah the whole lot but we went up to the barman and I just that word wasn't coming out of me and the barman now he was getting annoyed at that stage because he was getting a bit like you know, seriously like you know and more or less feck off like do you know yeah. kind of thing the whole lot but in the end, I actually did, and that's that's my job on the back of that as well, because the barman doesn't know that I have a little bit of a problem, so he might think maybe he's a little bit drunk or whatever else. But I did say to him, says, "Listen, I says, I have a little bit of an issue. Uh, if you just take it easy, a little bit, takes take a few steps down the whole lot and relax a little bit, I'll relax, uh, and then we'll be able to communicate." Wow. And I have to say, but in fairness, he did, because he knew. But but, and I think that's that's in fairness for for people to have a communication issue, uh, be that a phase or a stroke or whatever else. But if 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 people actually just just see people in their, their eyes and actually understand, actually hold on a second, it's not that he's being stupid or he's being yeah, drunk yeah, or whatever else, yeah, yeah. um, and that maybe there's something a little bit more beyond just the little what's in front of your face. Absolutely, and that's the difficulty with a brain injury. It's a, it's a silent disability. People can't see. You get more symptoms of a broken arm or you're in a wheelchair or a brain injury. Well, you look the same. You're you look fun. grand, yeah. yeah. And even when I'm talking now, sometimes you're going, yeah, but what's wrong with him? He's fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. Uh, but it's, it, it, there's other things. It's difficult, I'm sure. Yeah, and then so we go, well, sure, he's... So some people actually think, oh, he's, he's, um, he's, he's taking... He's making it up. Yeah, you know, he's, he's making it up the whole lot, you know, Um but I can rest assured it's not because as I said even though it could be asked for my date of birth uh, and the amount of times you have to particularly in the hospital the date of birth now I just have it with me in yeah, my hands yeah, yeah. there's my date of birth because sometimes you're saying them words and it's so stupid and actually now if I actually even try to do that the 19th December uh, 70 wow. 70 but, but I have to say it. I just want to share that with our, with our listeners. You're pointing down at the, the numbers 191219970. You found it difficult just to say it. And they just were there in front of you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's saying that. It's just, it's just trying to get the words out. And, and other days it can be a little bit easier. It just flows out, you know. I, I think probably sometimes I think people, everybody's so busy as well, yeah. And they're like, come on, you know. Like, come on, what's your problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move, um, move, move. Yeah. Yeah. I know from my own experience of working in brain injury for a long time now that mental health and suicide is a huge part of it, you know, because of the organic change in the brain and people's mood and losing the loss of identity. Is that something you ever experienced? No, sorry, um, you give me away on... Because I'm just... Uh, yeah, um, sorry, apologies with that now. That's me just, yeah. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, the, the, your mental health uh, and the impact of, of what, what happened, yeah, you're saying. and Suicide, suicide, mental health, did that ever cross your mind? Yeah, I think in fairness, when I was finished in Tala Hospital um, and I was home, 
Um, and I'm going back now to obviously when I was Tala Hospital, and but I was home. I was back into my obviously into my own home. Um, that was the, the real point that I knew that I I, I was I, I had a problem, a major problem with communication, the whole lot. Um, and uh, I felt so low with myself. Obviously, my, my wife was back into work. My son would have been working the whole lot. And I remember I woke up one of them mornings and um, I actually put in a plan. I, said, I thought this was a great plan, you know. And I decided that I would take all of the the medication, all the tablets, all that sort of stuff that I would have. Uh, and if I actually swallowed it all down the whole lot, that made it just... Because there, there is... The, the mental health on the back of this, people don't realise, but when you're going so low and that you just feel that there's no other way out, you know? Um, so so I did. I decided that I had enough of the whole lot. Um, and, and yeah, suicide was definitely an option. There's, that's that's a, the reality of it, you know? Um, but I suppose on the other side, that day when I was going to drink the tablets and let them all flow down and everything going, there was probably two things on the back of that. One, uh, I, I, I said to myself, Jesus, what if I actually made a balls of it and actually I actually made it worse? So I took the tablets, but actually didn't actually had done it right. Okay. Uh, my wife would probably sit there and killed me at that stage. You were dead anyway. I was dead on the back of that. Um, but I think what's more important on the back of that, I realised, and it was actually it was a lovely morning, the whole lot, and that's when I decided I'll actually go back and do a bit of running on the back of that. And when I looked out at myself, at my backyard, and the whole lot, it was a beautiful morning. I said, you know what, I said, maybe I can't do everything now, my, my communication, whatever, all the other issues, and, and I know lots of people have different problems. But I said, you know what, I can put on my gear, I can put on my music, uh, I can go out for a run, and I can control that. And that's the first bit really that I got proper control on the back of that. And that's how we met. And you, I always met you that's, running around the hospital. That's exactly Running up was, to the treadmill, yeah. running yeah, around the hospital. Yeah. Everything you yeah, go, 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 go. Go, go, go. Yeah, people just go like, it was like a, a, a <laughs> like the, the rabbit is it kind of, you're running yeah, around yeah, the place. Yeah, all. Yeah. But, I, but see, you can control that. And you can keep your breathing, your whole lot, your whole body, the whole But plus... Because I'm running, people won't stop and have a communicate because oh, he's going for a run. So wow. that, so so we can take, so then I can control, yeah, I control. that. Does that make the sense? Oh, hundred percent, absolutely. You're in control of the situation. Yeah. You aren't exposed. People stopping you. And you have to face your fears. Exactly. So yeah. you coping. Coping. And mechanism. listen, I'm going, and I know you were talking about this, but I just thought this might just maybe give a little bit of a a, a bit as regards. Uh, from my point of view, the impact, and I'm going to throw a poem, but you didn't have this one coming at you, but anyway, we're, we're flowing. So what are you going to do? Are you going so to share a poem? I'm going to tell you this. So this tell me what one. it's called. It's, it's just called Survivor. Um, and I suppose it just, it just this, because again, I was talking about this yourself in the whole, and I said, you know, I said, this might just maybe give a little bit of a sign, because I know suicide was, it, it, obviously, uh, it's a big problem with the whole lot, and it was an option on the back of that. But this is what I keep saying to myself, and this keeps me right on my own self. Put sure. some sentence about it, you know. Perfect. I am still here. Today I have changed in so many ways. Sometimes I wonder, how did I ever get here? I never realise how strong or fragile I can be. I fall every day, but I always pick myself up. I am the same person as before, but I have changed. And sometimes I'm so excited about what tomorrow will be done and sometimes I'm so afraid that I just want to stay in my bed to be safe but the safe place is hard 
and it is all around me and my job is to get out and tell this terrible world that I am still here. You won't silence me forever. I am a survivor. Wow, it's amazing. It's really touching. I love your work. It's beautiful. When did you write that? What year? Oh, God. Uh, that'd be three years ago, I'd say. That that day it was those from that meeting, so it's about three years ago. Beyond my books there somewhere. Beautiful, yeah. it's absolutely beautiful. I can see the passion in your face, and you, you truly believe it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's. You're not a victim; you're a survivor. Yeah, well, do you know what? Yeah, I think I try, I try to be, um, and I think when you're when you're feeling very, I think I think for me, poetry for me is when I can put sense of what I'm trying to say. So, and maybe. Uh, I may be one of these miserable poets. <laughs> yeah, we, talk, we talk about that. We only write poetry. We miserable, write miserable. miserable. My missus says, me, you're funny. Why don't you write happy, happy poems? <laughs> but that's what we were saying. I'm not artistic when yeah. I'm happy. I'm a fucking clown. <laughs> I'm a miserable poet. I'm, I'm actually... Poet. <laughs> you try to write something that's nice, but you're going to go... I'm not. sat down and tried that. It doesn't it work. Just, it can just sound stupid. I'm going to do gargles on it probably if I go up and stuff. <laughs> I'd be miserable and happy. <laughs> I know from talking to you as well, is you suffered a lot of seizures. Yeah, I did, yeah. And I suppose, in fairness, on the back of that hole, I'm just trying to catch my bits together. So apologies with that. But uh, yeah, I, I think actually the best way of maybe saying this is, is, is what had happened. So just give me one second. All right, time. So just to share with, yeah. you, with our, our listeners, you've got all your plans, your stories, it's all in front, it's laid out, it's, just, it's not something you can just pull off the top of your head. No, and no, that, I just that, need, I need to put some structure around what, what, I, what I'm trying to say, you know. Yeah. Okay. If I tell you, as I said, I had the stroke, uh, and a year and a half at the stroke, things had really gone well, I was writing poetry, uh, I was in fairness, I was doing a lot of talks with, with the NRH, yeah, I'd done a few talks on few, the back of um, I had a lot of help, I have to say in fairness, to a counsellor that really did help and that helped me put some sense around what I was doing. Um, so a year and a half after having a stroke, I felt, uh, sorry, that wouldn't, yeah, yeah, it would have been a year and a half, yeah, and I felt that I was on fire, I was ready back into the world and I knew there was, I had issues with communication the whole, but yeah. I just felt that. I'm great, I, I could actually go back into work, I could do everything in the whole lot, you know. Um, and I suppose maybe the best way in the back of this is, and if you don't mind, and it's this not another poem to do, thanks be to Jesus. <laughs> oh, I love your poems. No, but this one, just, just I found this because I obviously keep my notes on, on everything. But this, this, this happened on, and this would have been um, in December two o one four. Yeah, so that would have been the December. So as I said, yeah. Yeah, so I just finished, had a talk in, in, in the NRH and the whole lot, and I was feeling yeah. really cold. Oh, was that? I remember, yeah. 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 Actually, yeah, yeah fair enough, yeah. It was on the quadrangle, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing it. And, uh, and when I got home, the whole lot, and I said, John, going back to work and, and, and the whole lot, you know. Um, and uh, I'll just read this, just as, as it is, you know. So I was in my, in my, in my house at home. Uh, it was about three o'clock uh, and I felt this madness coming again uh, I could feel it, my, my arms my fingers my head things weren't right uh, 
knives, fingers, everything just felt, it was all over the place. My whole body could just feel, and it was like, I felt like I was walking slowly, like everything was like, uh, what's that word you use when you want to walk on the Slow side? motion. Exactly. That's what Graham Bell's on. Slow motion. Yeah, I'm here all day. <laughs> um, and, uh, it was like I was slowing down uh, and and my understanding every simple every simple little piece and me knowing that I wasn't right uh, and I, I wasn't in control of my brain anymore the, the boss was the was, was the, the the boss was was, was controlling everything and the whole lot. so I couldn't actually do anything a long story on the back of all that is I just said I need to get help uh, and I actually broke my phone, so we actually couldn't ring anybody to right. help. Uh, so I went out the door uh, on the street. There was one of my neighbours, but she wasn't there the whole lot. It actually totally stranger on the back of that, uh, and I, I thought I was actually having a stroke. The long story on the back of that, um, I, I just called and says, get me an ambulance. And he says, what's wrong with you? I says, I'm having a stroke. Uh, just get me an ambulance. He says, what do I do? Just get me, a, uh, <laughs> get me an ambulance the whole lot. Um, and the key thing on the back of that was uh, when obviously went into obviously Tala Hospital again. Uh, it wasn't a stroke, thankfully to God, but it was actually uh, epilepsy uh, or seizures uh, on the back of it. And that was that was really scary because I thought I, I was totally finished. I think the key thing about that is now when I look back at it is I actually realised I was actually trying too much at the beginning because obviously with all the issues that I would have had, all I actually should have taken it a little bit easier and I was rushing myself always to get there I wanted to get back into work I wanted to get tell everybody how wonderful it was I can write I can do all them other things that I, that yeah, I thought yeah. I were gone um, and then I just put too much pressure just crashed in on top of me the whole lot um, so so yeah but I know that was around that December time on the back of that and again the great thing for me that helped me was was again was poetry on the back of that I wrote a piece on the back of that and even to this day I actually don't even know sometimes how that that that, that came because I remember I wrote it but it just came out of my brain and it just flowed out and it just it, it was just there it was there and so it was I listened to a podcast with a guy called Blind Boy from the Rubber Bandits and he talks about flow and it's this unconscious effort and when you're writing you're not thinking of the words you're just you get into this state of flow and you just write you're not influenced by anything else you're just banging on the page and it's there and it's and it's yeah and fair because you, you were talking about him the other day and actually i seen him on the he was on the 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 the, the, the television there the other evening there yeah, the whole podcast there. it's well worth a listen yeah he's an um, absolute inspiration to me just yeah. like you are with poetry do you want to share that bit that piece with me it's yeah called yeah. jigsaw Jigsaw, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I saw. Oh, sorry, no, I'll restart again. I saw a piece once. It was a half job, trying so hard to be heard, but the pieces were so wrong, and the jigsaw were lost. The brain has all the answers, but he will never say it now. He is the boss that never tells him looking at me laughing at how stupid I must be this thing that is sad is that the answers are there it is just that they are lost and what we need is our time some good questions and a belief beautiful absolutely beautiful piece 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know if people know <laughs> does that make sense? But for me, it probably talks about that. That's what my my brain is. It's like a jigsaw. It's all over the place. The whole lot. And when I had them seizures, that's what it just felt like. That everything was just just like a box with yeah. loads of pieces. It's, yeah. Brilliant. It, it's a great analogy. Analogy I do always explain to someone about a brain. It's like having a bowl of pasta and throwing on you know this this spaghetti and throwing on the ground and then putting it back in. It's just all over the place. It'll never be the same. It doesn't go the same way, and it's just. It's all, yeah, it's. And jigsaw, just I think probably is a better analogy. Yeah, just, well, you can, I'll give you, you that. You, I'll give you, you your own. You, 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 you know, this conversation to me is about motivation, inspiration. You've been a motivating inspiration to me. You know, when I listen to your talks on the NRH, I can just see how driven. You're saying you nearly like the same person you wore. You're driven like Christine de France. You're driven out again. You're just you're writing. You're busy with your your charity work. You're always on the go. You're a magpie, as they say. Who are your inspirations and motivators? For me, well, I think one of the things I have to say, in fairness, at at very start, would have been that uh, Eric uh, that gave me that booklet. I yeah, have to say, in fairness, I'm a younger guy, but 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 the fact was, it wasn't that he actually believed, and that was the first person that didn't actually say to me. Um, geez, you won't be able to do this. You won't be doing that. He basically put me under that pressure, like, get their words out, you know. And I think that was for me was a huge start in my life. I think uh, on the back of that, uh, certainly, actually, there was a fella that I went to there in Clondalkin, there a counter there, Ron Grimshaw. Uh, he's moved on now, but but he was another one that made a big difference in my life. And I think the key thing for him was that. I, I, I didn't have I had issues but uh, I didn't think I need a counsellor you know I thought I don't need a counsellor that's for other people you know I don't yeah, need a counsellor yeah, yeah. but uh, in, in fairness I went to his, his door anyway in the whole lot and I said maybe you can help me and my communication would have been fairly bad in the back of that but the, what he said to me with all the stuff he says yeah, relax he says just come in open the door come in and we'll have a chat and that's as simple as it is that that help that ceiling that, that helping people that have had a community but just something to listen to you the whole that made a bit i did a full year then i used to meet him every week that made a huge big on the back of, that made a big made a big set helped me as regards getting me back into some sense of structure around what i was doing um and i think on the back of that, a very good friend of mine uh, and i do a lot of work with charity work uh and our, our, our ladies hospitals what we raise funds on the back of that and yeah. I, in fairness it's uh, important to say that uh, this year will be our 10th anniversary and how much have you raised to, to, to date we have raised uh, and this is our, this will be our 10th year so we're just going to our 10th anniversary here so we have raised oh five oh zero so it's eight thousand five hundred thousand. yeah yeah yeah, so, that, so nearly nine hundred thousand, yeah. nearly on the mark, on the way to a million. Yeah, now that's our plan. Our huge thing, our structure, their plan this year is to actually get back and raise, our plan is to raise a million to our ladies' hospital. And, and we, we've gone a big, big, the, the big obviously big cycle is on there. The cycle April. coming up in April. Yeah, and Dennis has been a big part of that. Has big, big huge part. I think the key thing at the back of him was that he actually had said to me after it had obviously had the stroke and all, and he said to me, "Why don't you get back involved with the committee?" Uh, with the charity crew and the whole lot and again because of maybe confidence was probably low on the back of, and he said no get get back in and not just go out but actually do the job that you were doing beforehand and the, the main, I raised funds uh, 
uh, for obviously Our Lady's Hospital, the whole lot. But but the key thing is, Dennis had said to me, get back involved with the committee. You can actually make a difference, and and that that made a big dif- difference on the back. It's of that amazing actually. that people can see that and they can see through the injury and they can see you for. I'm only seeing you speaking the other day, so you could see. I said, this guy is unbelievable. We could see how determined. You could see it in someone's eyes. Do you know what I mean it? You know all the, the way you were speaking, the stuff you were doing, and just just stood out like a beacon. And, and people can see that about you. You're very infectious. Don't need to get any cream <laughs> after which you know. Don't about it. It's brilliant. Thanks for sharing it with me. No. So, what, what's the future for the magpie look like? Yeah, I, I suppose one of the things is for for, for me going forward. Um, and again, I'm looking for my my my, my bits and a whole lot. I think one of the key things on the back of it, from my point of view, is what what's next. And I have to say, again, again, a lot of work that's been done before with um, Headway, yeah. uh, and it was another group onto the back of that. And basically, they called it the Job Club. And again, I hate the name that used the Job Club. So, but but anyway, but basically, it was a month with them, um, and maybe it would help get involved, do something else. And they don't do charity work and the whole lot. But out of that, I wrote this this on the back of that. Again, it's not a poem on the back of that, but, but I was asked a question and could I put in a, a sentence of what I was trying to say. And basically, I want to know how to fit in and feel whole and to be doing something that puts fire into my belly. And based on the back of that, I was saying is, because I was doing little bits of everything, but I didn't really think that I had a real structure of, of, of what I was doing on the back of that so on the back of that I put a plan together for myself I put some structure around what I was doing uh, and I gave myself five things to do but not just next month and next because beforehand I think I would have been going week to week waiting but what am I going to do next week now you know, I need to put a structure around what I'm doing so there's a few things that I want to do uh, there's, there's a lot of writing that I want to do and I want to finish and put it structured together uh, if it's a mem- memoir, but it's for myself and to my family, it's not like yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to be writing a book or anything like that. That's not what I'm No, not at all. But it is important for me. It's important for me. Probably, I mean, there's probably two reasons on the back of that. One is, and again, this is not just about my time uh, when I've had half a stroke and all that, but it, there's stuff that I've written over the last 30 years. So my yeah. life is on the back of that. And I think if I be honest, I, I always wonder and I do worry about geez, what if I have another stroke and I can't be able to communicate before so that's okay. why I'm putting my stuff structured together so when I do have it all yeah and then people actually would go okay so that's what he was that, that was he was really about not and someone probably are the miserable poet again <laughs> <laughs> at but it's not all poetry some of this is about some of the stuff my life and stuff that I've stuff that I've written over the last thirty odd years of the whole lot, and that's important because if I do have another stroke or whatever else, at least then that's there. People go, that's who Derek Cummins was. This that, that that's important for me, you know. Um, I am going to obviously continue doing the 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 the, the Laurel's Charity Crew. Uh, I'm involved with the choir, and that's made a huge big difference. Then I'm going to continue. So that. let me just say that yeah. again. It's called the Laurels. The Laurels Charity Crew. So if the anybody's Laurels interested in sponsoring money, want to look more into it, get involved. Yeah. And reason why I call you the Magpie on the day that I met you, you gave me a jersey. 
a cycling jersey to try and rope him. me in. And he's doing it now. In fairness. And I'm doing it yeah. now. And are, you, are you in for it? I go, of course. Come here, actually, do you know what you will do before you go here? Uh, I'm going to give you a poster that you might put it into. Absolutely. Your, yeah, yeah, no, do that. Yeah, well absolutely. Yeah. So that's where the magpie comes from. You're always looking for opportunities. Look, no, another opportunity. Sam, I'm, getting actually, I'm your poster boy now. It's, a 20, it's April the 20th, uh, the 21st, and the 22nd. Today's, yeah, okay. I'll have a look at me, Dory. The Laurel's Charity Crew. So, if anyone's interested in donating right. any money or looking up and see what she's about, yeah. the Laurel's Charity Crew. And it actually, is, it's just important. They, obviously, we're going to our ladies' hospital the whole lot, but we actually do the work we do is for people that have uh, scoliosis. So, the, that's scoliosis, the spinal for kids, yeah. and, and, yeah. that, and it's a thing called Straight Ahead, which is through our ladies' hospital the whole lot. But that's that's what we're raising the funds for. So, that that's is amazing. That's and in fairness, the key thing is. We're all volunteers as well, so all the funds that we raise is all the other people. We all work. So there's no admin that. money no, going, going every, directly to it. But we have now. We will have raised a million in ten years, which is huge. Colossal. And Joe you know actually was really interested on the back of that. This started nine about ten years ago, where, where a couple of guys in the back of that had said, "So you know what? Why, why, why don't we do something?" And one of them says, "Yeah, why, why don't we do something? Why don't we do it ourselves?" And I think that's the key thing about it that the Laurel Charity Crew is that they says because everyone says, "Oh, you should do this and they should do." It. And I say, "Well, why don't we actually do something ourselves?" Yeah. And they've now up to as I said, we'll have raised a million this year in the back of that, and that's that. That was from nothing. That was a couple of fellas having a beer saying, "Why don't we do something?" That's how simple it is. I think that's so important. It's really significant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely. Fair place. You didn't sit in his hands. He's went down and got Because a lot of these ideas are sitting around the sure pub and having a chat to be yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so the pubs in Ireland are, are packed with the potential. Oh, yeah. But I think you have a job. Ex-pro football yeah. and ex-pro yeah. boxers. Yeah. Well, I think that is. But fair because that is not part of it when you think about it. Because after, oh, they should do this and they should do that. But yeah. why don't you just fucking do it yourself and yeah, make yeah, something yeah. and they made the difference and they said no we'll make it a real difference on the back of again when we started they, they never realised how big it was going to be so you know when you've got uh, 300 cyclists uh, going to, to Galway and doing from that stopping off in Tullamore and on there the whole they'll have raised 100,000 people oh, sorry that's my numbers again again the back of that we'll have raised in April we'll have rose a million yeah well the million but this year and then we've got other events on the back of that on the back of that so just to remind people the cycle's on the 20th the 24th the 22nd of April 2018 yeah. this year so if people want to get involved have a look at the website and contact them absolutely get involved yeah brilliant, yeah, no, brilliant. thanks brilliant. for that I'd love you to share with me your magpie poem yeah, no, I, I, I certainly will. And you know, I was actually trying to put some structure around it, but but maybe maybe sometimes you're better off just just saying what it what it what it says. But before I do, that's what I was looking for, just from my own point of view, on the back of it. And um, why did I write the magpies? Actually, you know what? Feck it. I'll just say the poem and let people take out of it what they get out of it. Okay. The whole lot, yeah. Okay. Uh, and you can ask any questions on the back of that. In his comfortable kitchen is a window, and beyond this is a garden, and beyond these trees there is always a way out. And all he had to do was wander out, to search and see beyond, but he didn't. Let it feet locked in his mind, 
once was a boy, two was a girl, three, but he can't remember. Moss, moss, moss magpies laughed and crackled at this his stupidity. One for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, and you think you have nothing. My house is mud, 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 and moss and twigs, broken glass, broken, broken plastic. Yeah, you still think that I am better off. Oh, you poor person. Did you lost your treasures? Do you want me to shed your tears? Yours is a palance, palance, not a shed. Grow up, stand tall. You are failing to yourself, but you still don't see. Because why? You are thinking too much of your sorrow. And I, just a magpie, but I will continue to my end. And I will pick up your waist, your trinkets. And apologies that uh, I put that a little bit all over. No, I got the, the story. That was absolutely amazing. It's a beautiful poem. Do you know what I think in French, Matt? The key thing for me is I am both sides. I am the the, the magpie and the person at home doing nothing. You can see that it from both me. sides of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I think that's me. And, and what I try to myself is maybe is uh, not to be uh, feeling sorry for myself. I find it hard to believe. I just, I, I, yeah, I'm sure you're good, but you do more work and more. It's never than enough. Than uh, we give ourselves, we beat ourselves with that stick, don't we? You know, yeah. more, 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 more. Society yeah. does that to us. Like, like uh, I, I'm not blowing smoke up your arse, but the, the work that you've put in for this, the effort you put in, the meetings, the, the, like to give the listeners an insight, your pages and books all around you. This didn't happen so easy. Like this is a is a chore, and even in that in itself, I can't thank you enough. No, thank you. And, and one thing is, I hate that sometimes I, I can't exactly say what I want to get the right word out. You know, that, but I'm that looking was, at your eyes, and I can, I know what you're trying to say. I know what, what the convert's about. I get it. I get it. And it's like that person looking at you that when, when you want to use a jack. She just looked in your eyes, and it's the human connection. Yeah, I think that's 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 half of it, really, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Look, I'm really, really impressed that you give me your time. We're nearly an hour doing this now, so I think we might wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> so yeah. you'll, you'll find us on... Uh, Magic Minds podcast, Magic Minds Facebook, Zed Vanda, that's my Zed Vanda name, uh, Magic Minds Beyond That too. Uh, hopefully people will find this interview motivating, inspirational, uh, maybe get them to write poetry like I did, I started sharing poetry, we miss the thing sometimes, a miserable poetry, <laughs> yeah, it's all sad. That's what we should just call everybody, yeah, yeah. we're just a miserable poet, yeah, and just, there'll be three of us, there'll be me, you and one other person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I sent it to a couple of my mates and they're like, deep isn't it it's deep my brother said that that's deep isn't it heavy heavy <laughs> but look yeah like you're in poetry but it's about something emotional to you and as a male and me as a male there's a lot of man bashing going on at the moment and telling people you know man up grow up get your shit together but you're writing poetry and you're expressing your feelings and i think that's a great thing for for male psyche yeah, I, I think you're a hundred percent right. And actually, you know what I've done? I've actually sent a poem that I did to to, to, to my brother Mark, uh, the whole lot. And, and again, I wrote that a year and a half ago. I would never show him to it though. But mm. it's about him, and he's a soldier, and all that. And that was my what I think. About. But now you're kind of how say I'm confident enough now to say, Do you know what? 
this is what I think, this is what I feel. And you're, you're, saying, you're not expecting anything out of it. Yeah. It's just say, listen, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's important. And poetry, communication, words, all that, it's so important. And do you know what? It breaks say down it, barriers. So does your wife read your poems and what does she say? I know she loves them, but she thinks like she she tells me she loves them, but she thinks I spend too much time thinking about sad stuff. I think, but they're just moments. Sometimes they're not all mine. Like they're not all my poem. Like they're not all my thoughts. That what I've perceived and see with other people and sitting down with males and other people. Like they're going courses for suicide. They're going courses for other stuff. And I listen to people's stories and I put them together, blend it with mine, bit of artistic. Well, that's my excuse yeah, to be yeah. miserable. <laughs> well, yeah, they do like them, but. I think people worry as well when you write this stuff down they might think oh Jesus is, is he going to do something stupid to himself or not but never that's no. not it it's just I don't know I just think we, as a as a as a, as a rate males we need to just get it out there that we have got feelings we, we can't cry we can't be sad you know, let's move out of the 1960s men are tough and women yeah. are housewives we're all equal and yeah. we all we're all humans sad. yeah 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 absolutely we're all, we're all humans. humans yeah Right, Derek Thomas, right. thanks Cheers. very much for Thank sharing you your time with me. Cheers. I really thanks, appreciate man. that. I really appreciate it.